Welcome to the Supernatural Life Podcast. My name is Shadi Akimbe. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the podcast. And today we're going to be talking about the benefit of a prayer life. We're going to be talking about relationship, our relationship with God. So let me ask you today, I'm going to start with this question. How is your prayer life? How confident are you about talking to God in prayer? Are you confident you can hear from God when you pray? Or are you feeling frustrated about your prayer life because prayer is a struggle for you? Perhaps prayer has become like a daily task you feel you must do. And so when you don't pray, you feel condemned. And when you manage to pray, your time in prayer is like a task list for the day, you know. And um, so it's you don't find prayer joyful. So in this episode, we will be talking about some important things we need to get around our minds about prayer. Especially if you are a new Christian and prayer is a struggle for you. I want to share some important things that I learned in my own early Christian work. And knowing these things really helped me. It helped to change my perspective about prayer and personally helped me to overcome some of the initial struggles that are common with many, especially new believers. So, for example, one of those wrong perspectives I had about prayer, I can remember. In the church, I will watch some people pray so powerfully. I mean, they just pray. It was just flowing. It was, you know, it's like you're running tap water and the water is just flowing. And it's just fluid and it's just smooth. And I would think to myself, as I would listen to these people, you know, I would say, oh, these people are so spiritual. And I will feel so unspiritual about myself that I got so intimidated to pray. And then at other times, I will hear people saying things like people of prayer are people of power, people who can change things, people who can pray can change things. So, and I was thinking, okay, yes, that's powerful. And I will, at other times, I will hear people talking about praying for long hours, you know, like praying for two hours, three hours, sometimes four hours. And I just wondered, what are they praying about? What are they praying about? What for that length of time? But I came to the conclusion for me at that time, I realized I needed things to be changed in my life. I was going through some things and I just wanted change. So I needed change. And I thought I have to learn to pray and pray like these powerful people so that I can get things to change in my life. And um, <laughs> I can tell you, the more I tried to force myself to be like others in prayer, the more frustrated I got. I got really frustrated as I tried. Until when I started listening to teachings on prayer. And I started to learn that prayer is not the way I perceived it. I had wrong perspective on, on prayer. So these teachings change my perspective that prayer is not something you force on yourself, but prayer is a personal journey with God. And we are different individuals. We have different personalities and God will relate to us in prayer with our individual personality. So prayer is personal. I realize this, you know, some people like to pray on their knees. Some people like to walk the floor. And um, I like to do that sometimes when I'm praying. 
Some people like to sit. Most of the time, I love to sit when I'm praying. Or some other people, they love to pray in the open air where they can see nature. They can see the beach. They go near the beach. They can see the birds flying in the sky. They can see open sky. They love to pray in that kind of environment. It's natural to them. Praying, walking in the wood, doing prayer work. I do prayer work as well from time to time. What I'm saying is that there is no set rules about prayer. Prayer is one-on-one -on -one personal work with the Lord. Is it your own personal work with, with the Lord? Nobody can say, I have arrived at prayer. Nobody can say, I have got it all together. Nobody can say, I've got all my I's dotted and I've got all my T's crossed and I can just, I'm just perfect. I'm just okay with prayer. No, prayer is a journey of personal discovery with God. As you pray, you are discovering more and more about God. This God who is beyond, whose, whose God is beyond our wildest imagination is a is a mighty God, is a great God. So the more you, you pray, the more of God you will experience. You will encounter God in personal and unique ways to you. God will express himself to you in personal and unique ways that is consistent with his character in the Bible. So the more you are spending time with God in, in your prayer closet, the more you are discovering God as a father, as a good God, as a great God, as a patient God, you discovering his heart, you know, you're, you're falling in love with God and you're discovering God. And as well, you are discovering yourself. You are developing confidence to be who God says you are, to have the mind of Christ. You are, you're seeing the, the love of God for you. That is perfect. You're seeing his goodness and you're being transformed. You begin to see yourself in a different way. And then you're being set free from fear, from worry, from anxiety, from all the, this trouble in this world. You learn to just rest in that comfort zone, in, in the hands of God. You begin to enjoy the peace that comes from fellowship with him. And life is beginning to be meaningful, joyful. Prayer, you're looking forward to pray because you're making progress, you know, with the Lord. You are enjoying the fellowship. Because the more you behold God in prayer, the more you are fascinated. The more you are experiencing his love. The more you want to be with God. The more you pray, the more you want to pray. I can tell you that. People who pray, they tell you, the more you pray, the more you want to pray. So nobody has got it all together when you talk about prayer. Prayer is about you starting where you are and allowing God to bring you along with him in the journey of discovering more of God and more of yourself, knowing your identity in God, knowing who you are in Christ. And so I hope this prayer series will help you to examine your relationship with God and um, examine your prayer life. I pray that this prayer series will help you to understand your own personal journey with the Lord. It will help you to be patient with yourself if you are struggling to pray, that you will be inspired, you will be patient, you will be inspired to be persistent in your prayer life, to discipline yourself, to develop that consistency in your uh, prayer daily without prayer becoming an experience with no joy, without your prayer becoming dry. Amen. Praise God. So as we are talking about connecting with God in prayer, let's start with defining what prayer really is. 
So what is prayer and why do we pray? Do we pray because we need God to do something for us? Do we pray because we need to inform God about the problem we are having? Or do we pray because prayer is a spiritual requirement, you know, and uh, we need to pray so that we can be seen as somebody who is spiritual? Well, here's a simple definition of prayer. It's to just put it simply. Prayer is simply talking to God. Prayer is having a conversation with God. It's like having a relaxing conversation with a friend. Like you're having a cup of coffee, a cup of, cup of tea with a friend in a quite, a, I mean, in a, in a lovely, relaxing, um, enjoyable atmosphere. It's simply talking to one another. You talk and your, your friend talks back to you. You exchange conversation. You, in that attitude, you know, you're just enjoying the company. You're just fellowshipping together. So prayer is not primarily about asking God for what we need as well. Prayer is simply fellowship with God. It's not primarily about asking God for what we need. God knows all our needs before we ask. He knows even what we are thinking, even before we think it. The Bible tells us, don't blab on about our needs in prayer because pagans do that. I mean, there are, have you had people praying kind of anxiety prayer where the prayer is like this, God, I'm having this problem. And if you don't do this, this way, this is the problem. This is what is going to this is the problem I'm going to have. This is what is going to be the result. It's like praying the problem, telling God about the problem. You know, people pray like that sometimes. That is not why we, we pray. There, in fact, there is no problem in the presence of God. It's the almighty God. In the presence of God, there is no problem. There is only solution. The Bible says in his presence, even the mountains will move. Even the hills will just keep like calf <laughs> before God. That's why the Bible says in Jeremiah 33:3, God says, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things that you don't know. Our problem is not, it's no problem to God. God prepared everything man is going to need on this earth before he even created man. He created, put everything in place. So the problem is not why we go to God. Yes, I mean, we can talk about what we're going through, you know, but not because we want to inform God. Why we pray is fellowship. This is the purpose of prayer, to have fellowship with God. So prayer really is an ongoing fellowship with God. Prayer goes beyond physical location. Prayer is an abiding. We should have the kind of mindset after prayer. I mean, when you've had your devotion, maybe you have your devotion in your bedroom, in your living room, whatever area you choose to have that devotion, but it shouldn't just stop when that quiet time is over. It should continue. Prayer should be an abiding, that we abide in the presence of God. Wherever you go, you continue to be in that place of fellowship. You continue to be in that place where you are resting in the presence of God. You are communicating with God in your heart, thinking about the Lord, 
thinking about your devotion time, thinking about the conversation where you had with God during your devotion, the scriptures you read, what the Lord spoke to your heart, that presence is continuing to linger in your heart as you go about your day. You are commuting to work. You are in your place of work. You are in the shop, in the doing your groceries. That is carrying on. You are practicing carrying the presence of God with you wherever you go. Practice living in that place of rest. Even though you have moved away from your you know, physical location where you are doing your Bible, uh, your devotion, your quiet time. But you are still in that place of fellowship, one-on-one -on -one with God in your heart. You are dwelling in his presence in your heart. In Psalm 27, David was talking about this, dwelling in this secret place. You know, David was a man of prayer and he was a, also a man of many battles. So he learned to take the presence of God with him everywhere he was going. He was a man who was continually in that place with God, abiding. Psalm 27 in verse 4, let me read it. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. Note that word, dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his scared tent. Note that word, tent, and set me high upon a rock. What I'm just saying, emphasizing the word um, tent and the word uh, dwelling, it's like a house, you know. It's like a spiritual house. That prayer fellowship, that presence built in our heart, it becomes like a house where you actually dwelling. And David is talking about that. Dwelling in that presence of God is like meditating on the Word of God. When you meditate on the Word of God, you are building the fire of His presence about you. You are building a shield that the enemy cannot penetrate. The devil cannot penetrate that place. Danger cannot penetrate that place. It's a place of security. It's a place of safety. Proverbs Chapter 18, verse 10 says, The name of the Lord is a fortified tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. That is what the Lord, the word of God stands for. It's, it's a fortified tower. You see, again, it's like a place that you are dwelling in. It's a place of safety. There is, no, there is nowhere more secured than in that place. There is no one we are more secure than trusting the word of God, meditating on the word of God, standing on the word of God, filling your heart and your mind with the word of God. That's a strong place to be. I talked about David as a man of many battles. One of his battles was his confrontation with the giant Goliath. When David faced the giant Goliath, he had no protection on. He had no physical hammer of protection like the rest of the whole army of Israel. There was nothing on him, but he was able to go before the enemy because he was clothed in the armor of God. He was clothed in the presence of God. And the enemy could not penetrate that hammer. The giants could not. Instead, he defeated Goliath and he cut off Goliath's head. 
because he was clothed in the presence of God. David was a man. He was a man of prayer. He was a man who said, David wrote, Early in the morning will I seek you. Early in the morning will I seek your face. As the deer pants for water, so my soul thirsts after you. I will seek you early in the morning. David was a man, yes, he had a place of prayer. He knew about having an isolated place, one-on-one -on -one with God. But he also knew about carrying that presence with him everywhere he went. When he faced Goliath, he wasn't planning to have a battle on that day. But he was a man who was in the presence of God. Even the words that he was speaking, his confession, you could see that it was the man who was meditating on the word of God. He was such a young boy. Uh, the whole army of Israel could not defeat this giant. Yet this was this small boy because he carried the presence of God. He carried the word of God heavily on his heart. That was all he was replying. You know, all his conversation was about God. It was about who is this uncircumcised Philistine before the God of Israel. He kept talking about the covenant because he carried the word of God on his heart. He had the presence of God upon him. The enemy could not penetrate him. There is no more secure place you can be than in that place, building yourself, shielding yourself in the word of God, in the promises of God. That is prayer. You are praying. That's prayer fellowship. You are continuing to pray through the day. You've got to learn to resist the enemy's trap. To lure you out of the presence of God. The enemy's trick, he will try to lure you out of that place of safety. And how he will do it is with thoughts. It, it's, the battle is in our minds. When the enemy comes with thoughts of fear, thoughts of worry and anxiety don't allow the enemy to drive you away from the place of fellowship that place where you're fellowshipping with god you are meditating on the word of god don't allow the enemy to drive you out of that place don't allow the enemy to drive you out of that place of security with with doubt you do not allow those wrong thoughts or negative reports to take your mind over and drive you out of the presence of god the bible says we have the authority in Jesus' name to resist the enemy. Instead of you giving into fear, instead of you giving into doubt, Jesus says, I give unto you power over all the powers of the enemy to tread upon serpent and scorpion. You can resist the enemy in Jesus' name. You exercise authority and refuse to meditate on that thought. Refuse to allow the enemy to trap you and bring you out to begin to doubt the word of God and to begin to get this courage and the next thing you're getting um, depressed because you've allowed the enemy to infiltrate your thoughts. This is the trick of the enemy is to lure you out of living in that place, that open heaven with God and then bring you into discouragement where it can feed your mind with wrong things and get you discouraged and get you cut off from positioning yourself to receive the promise of God. In closing, I'm going to read from John chapter 15. I'm going to read from verses 1 to 5. And it reads, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. 
while every branch that does bear fruit it prunes so that it will be even more fruitful you are already clean because of the word i have spoken to you remain in me as i also remain in you no branch can bear fruit by itself it must remain in the vine neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me i am the vine you are the branches if you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. I mean, that is very, very clear about the importance of abiding in the word. Essentially, this is, is a proof to, see, to show that prayer is not a religious act. Um, and our Christian faith is not just a mere religion that you do. Christianity is about relationship. That's why Jesus is saying there that I am the true vine. And you and I, we are the branches and God is the gardener. So in essence, he's talking about us being the branches. You know, it is the vine that really makes the, the branch to bear fruit. The branch on its own can do nothing. And that's what Jesus is saying here. Without you having a relationship with Jesus, without you abiding in Christ, without you living a life of obedience, meditating on his word, you know, allowing Jesus Christ to be your Lord and allowing him to be your shepherd. On our own, we cannot be fruitful. You can do nothing without him. So it's this emphasis is now talking about our relationship and that is the prayer life that we have. That is the, our, your prayer life is your relationship with God. And verse 3 says, you are already clean because of what I have spoken to you. That means it's the word of God that gives us life. It's focusing on the word, meditating on the word which I have been talking about, meditating on the word. It says, you, verse 3 says, you are already clean because the word I have spoken to you. And verse 4 says, remain in me as I also remain in you. It's a relationship. It's abiding. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit on, unless you remain in me. So I Emphasis is about prayer. Prayer goes beyond a location, a time. It's a lifestyle that we need to be in. That's why it's important that we make our prayer life a consistent one. Because it's abiding, it's in, in fellowship. John chapter 15 verse 7 says, If you remain in me, and my words remain in you. Ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Oftentimes, we misquote that and we just say, oh, ask what you wish and it will be done for you. It says here, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask what you wish and it will be done for you. It's important to, to be in a relationship, to allow the Lord to lead us. The Bible says that Jesus says that he is a shepherd. Is the good shepherd and his sheep hear his voice and they follow him. There is a following. There is a journeying with God. There is a walking with him. Developing your relationship with him is very important. We have to develop our relationship. That is when you ask and your 
you will be able to receive. You see, the Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So when you're meditating on the word of God, when you're in that place of fellowshipping, meditating, renewing your mind with the word of God, your faith is going to be strong. You are going to be strong. You are going to be strengthened spiritually. You are going to be able to position yourself to be able to receive the answer to your prayer. You are going to be able to walk in the Spirit and follow the leading of the Holy Spirit to receive your breakthrough. That's why it says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, it will be done. You have to continue in the Word. You have to continue to be, renew your mind with the Word. That's what this is talking about. There's nothing impossible with God. With God, all things are possible, but you must be in that place of remaining in in christ is the good shepherd is the one that is going to lead you into your breakthrough the lord is one who's going to lead you into your plan into his plan and his purpose he's going to lead you to make a way where there is no way christianity is not about naming it and claiming it faith is not about you just name it and claim it faith is a person and that person is jesus christ you you follow the lord you remain in Him. When you are meditating on the Word of God, you are strong. You are positioning yourself to receive what you have asked from the Lord. And so I just want to encourage you this word today. You know, the Bible says in Colossians chapter 4, verse 2, devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and being thankful. So in closing now, I want us to pray. And I want to encourage you with this word. If there is any care, any whatever the need is, God does not want you to be worried and anxious about anything. He wants us to be more aligned to just working with him and developing our relationship and fellowshipping with him. There is a place to bring our request, but he doesn't want us to worry about it. So even as you're going to pray now, I want you to release every care, every burden, any, whatever, whether you need financial help, you need healing in your body, you need help with, you need favor, you need whatever the situation is, family trouble, whatever the trouble is, give it to the Lord now. The Lord is here, even as you're going to pray now. I believe the Lord is going to meet you at the point of your need. So I'm going to pray now. And I want you to be encouraged, continue to meditate upon the word of God. The Bible says the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to pull down strongholds. That is 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 4. It says we can demolish the arguments, the lies of the enemy with the word of God. Instead of focusing on the on evil reports, on negative reports, on sickness, on circumstances going on around the world our world is not short of bad news but don't allow that to take your focus instead maintain your focus on the lord that the lord is going to lead you into your breakthrough you resist the enemy and insist on abiding on god's word keep meditating on the word of god renew your mind with the word of god speaking the promises of god over yourself praise god let's pray now Heavenly Father, I thank you so much, Lord, for the opportunity to be able to bring your word. Thank you for your word that has come forth today. I thank you for everyone listening. I pray your word will be a seed that will bring a perpetual harvest 
in their hearts that lord that they will be renewed they will be strong as your word has come for today and i just pray for every need right now i pray that lord that your hand will intervene that you will intervene in that situation you will intervene in that problem. You will intervene in that confusion. I come against the spirit of confusion. I come against fear. I take authority against the spirit of fear and anxiety. I command you to lose this people in Jesus' name, lose the people of God. I take authority against every the worries and, and the burdens. Lord, I pray, Lord God, that, Lord, as every burden is released into your hand, that, Lord, you will exchange it with a miracle. Father, I thank you. You are a miracle working God. I pray for a miracle of healing, miracle of provision, miracle of financial help, miracle of favor, miracle of open doors in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you that you are a good God. You love us so much that, Lord, you want us to just come and enjoy fellowship with you. So I just pray your presence will continue to be with your people. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Praise God. Thank you so much for listening. And I'm going to continue on the benefits of having 